Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. about intimacy at in relationships. You know, all of us probably in middle school went through what we call sex ed, and that's where they showed us about all the body parts and where they go, which most of us had already heard about that on the playground already, right? Or on the school bus or wherever. And so we never really, we never really learned the true truth about true intimacy and what it takes to, to get that. I remember before Rhonda and I got married, we got very married so young, very young, we didn't know whether to go on a honeymoon or summer camp when we got married. Uh, it, we was young. And, and so when we got married, right before we got married, I was working, you know, a part-time job, and uh, uh, I was, went to high school, and then after, you know, after high school, I was working in this company, and I was going to get married, and all these men there were telling me what it was going to be like, intimacy was going to be like when you marry. And what it should be like and how you should demand it be this way. And so I, I got this false sense of what it was going to be like. And I just want to tell you something. They were all liars. Every one of them were liars. It was not what they said. And it, was, it did not work out the best the way they said it. And so what I'm saying is the way we receive information about intimacy in our lives comes from the wrong sources. And so today, because you attend SEC... And we're a church that speaks the truth in love and wants you to get better. Then we're going to talk about the things that, are, that will help you get better. And ignoring our life, uh, you know, our, the life of intimacy that we desire to have with our spouse, ignoring that part of this, we would be not doing you a, 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 a service. We would be uh, doing you a disservice if we did that. So today I want to talk to you about it. And, uh, and we're going to, you know, we're going to keep this as light as possible. So every once in a while, it's okay to laugh, okay? Uh, so it's going to feel a little freaky, but it's okay to laugh, all right? So let's get started. The first thing I want to share with you, again, is the title of our message. It's coming up on the screen one more time because I want to say these four words. They're very imperative today that you get them as we begin to talk. So let's say them. You ready? Come on. From this day forward, from this day forward, we can't do anything about what happened you're, last night, last year, 10 years or 20 years ago. We cannot change that, and we're not going to try to. And so I do not want guilt to be in this room. So you don't feel guilty about anything in your past. I want you to begin to look straight ahead at what's going, what your future is going to be. Amen, everybody? Amen. And so let's begin to talk about this. So the title is How to Restore Intimacy in Your Marriage. And again, if you're single, I'm so glad you're here because you're going to get to learn a lot. And, and so hold on with us. I want to give you three things today that, that I think are going to, or four things that are going to help you do just exactly that. So the first one, as you go ahead and write this down, is number one is this, is give your spouse what they need and not what you want. Amen. Give your spouse what they need and not what you want when it comes to the area of, of intimacy. And so I want to give you a, uh, the scripture, Ephesians 5, and listen to what it says. Each one of you also must, would you read what's underlined with me? Love his wife as, as he loves himself. 
So that's pretty, that's pretty straightforward right there, is that we're to think of our, our wise men as, and love as much as we love our own bodies, ourselves. And then the, the, he goes on and says this, and the wife, let's read the rest of it, ready? Must respect her husband, must respect her husband. And so this concept of love and respect, all of us need this, whether, whether you're a man or a male or female, all of us need love and respect. But there's, there's a guy by the name of Dr. Etrich who actually did a, a study and found out, he wrote a book called Love and Respect and actually found out that men desire respect more than they desire love, typically. And so what I want to share with you, the next couple of things that I'm going to share with you about what, what husband needs and what wives need, they're here to help you. Now, when I, when I go through this list, some of you are going to go, well, that ain't me. And some of you are going, well, that ain't me. So I know that's not everybody, but it's the starting point. And what I hope will happen is through this list is that you will begin to take notes yourself and that you will begin to talk to this about your husband or wife, that you'll have a conversation so they will know what you like. You see, you can't do better or be better until you know better. Amen, everybody? And if you've been getting wrong information all your life like I got, then you can't do any better. So today we want to help you get some, the right information that you can get better, that your marriage can get better. Or if you're, if you're single and you're thinking about getting married, then you guess what? You can actually start out up here where the rest of us started down here. And so I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get started. Here we go. The fourth thing, four basic needs of wives. Here they are. The four basic needs of wives is this. Is number one is she needs security. Wives need security. They need to know that you're doing everything that you can to take care of them physically, financially, and emotionally. In other words, they need assurance that you're going to be there and that you're going to be there to help them out. The second thing that wives need is affection. They need affection. Now, this is where I got it wrong at because all the people lied to me. See, I thought that uh, I thought they needed affection in such a way that, you know, that Rhonda needed affection like she, she wanted me all the time. And so, like, you know, like when I, we were first married and, 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 you know, we'd go sit down on the sofa and, you know, the, hey, she needs affection. So I just slide up beside her there, put my arm around her, you know, began to just rub on her, you know, like that. She grabbed my hand, move it back over here. And, and so none of you have ever done anything like that, I guess, you know. And, and so what I had to understand was that she needed, she needed non-sexual touches as well, which I didn't understand that. I didn't, I, didn't understand. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, okay, that was funny right there. Yeah. So I didn't know that was possible because, again, you know, everything uh, that I'd been told with that wasn't true. And so I had to learn to, to give her non-sexual touches. And so that means that, you know, I would put my hand on her shoulder and just, just, just say, stay, boy, stay, stay, don't move, don't move. And, and, and so it's training yourself all over again, but it's what she desired and what she needed. So, uh, and so it basically what that means is that, you know, you sit down beside them and you just say, hey, this is not going anywhere tonight. I'm just touching you to just know, let you know I'm beside you. Okay. All right. You can get that later, I guess. <laughs> and then what they need also, uh, wives need is communication, communication. Now, again, we understand that you know, God created all of us, men and women. He created us all equal, but we are different, okay? And the majority, now this is not everybody, but the majority of men only use about 20,000 words a day. That's it. Some less, okay? And, and then women typically use about 40,000 words or less, or, or words, or maybe more, okay? 
And so what I want is the reason that that's important is because like guys, when we come home from work, most of us have used up our 20,000 words already. And so when we get home and there she is and she wants to talk, we don't want to talk because we've already used up our 20,000 words, right? And so she has not quite used up her 40,000 words. And listen, and when she's talking to the kids and, and getting on to the kids, that doesn't count in her 40,000 words, all right? It's adult conversation. And so I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that we have to learn that, listen, that's a need of hers. Even though we've used up our words, we gotta, we got to make ourselves find a few more words, right, to have some conversation with her. The fourth thing that, that wives need is leadership. She needs leadership. In other words, when, when I say that she needs leadership, it means don't leave it all up to her. You know, everything around the house or whatever, don't make her make all the decisions. Share with her in those responsibilities and help her lead your home as well. You know, you do great leading out in the workplace. Help her learn to lead at home as well. Okay, so now let's go to the men. Let's do our, uh, for the wives, I should say. So the four basic needs of husbands, here they are. Number one with this is that husbands need to feel honored. They need to feel honored. They want to be the heroes in your eyes. And so the greatest thing that I can tell you in order to do that, to actually increase your relationship, is learn to praise him. You see, nagging gets you nowhere, but bragging gets you everywhere. It does. Rhonda has learned this secret with me through the years. Uh, you know, anybody else would call this manipulation, but she called it motivation. I don't know how, see, I, I was raised in the country and you know, that was raised where men do the outside work, women do the inside work, and I know that goes against the grain today, but that's the way I was raised. So Rhonda had to domesticate, domesticate me, okay? And so like ironing clothes was unheard of for me. And so she said, Jeff, I wanna show you how to do this. And so she, put the, she had me put the iron in my hand and she said, oh, you look so hot that way. I said, you just, just holding the iron I looked at? Yes, you look. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> and, and, and so then, you know, she showed me how to, to put it on the clothes like that and iron. And she stood back and she said, oh, my God, Jeff, you are so good at that. And you look so, you know. And so, so before I knew what's happening, I'm ironing all the clothes in the house. Because she's telling me how fine I look. She's telling me how good I am at it. I'm, I'm ironing everything in the house. And, and so, so she learned, and I know she's doing it. I know when she said, oh, Jeff, you do, it. you do so good at that. I know what she's doing, but I can't stop it. It's like I've got to do it. Yeah. Ladies, you want your grass cut around your house? Start bragging instead of nagging. When he, when, when he does get on the mower, Go out there with a glass of water and say, I just want you to know nobody cuts the grass like you. You're the best grass cutter we I've ever, nobody does it like, look at you, you fine hunk of man, you, come here to me. Ma'am, your yard will, your grass will never get above that high. He will take care of the grass. The second thing I would say to you that, that husband needs is sexual intimacy. And what, what I would say with this is that they need you to want them sexually. They want to know that their wife is attracted to them and that she wants them sexually. And so I would challenge you with that. The third thing is this, is that what husband need is, is a wife, they need friendship, they need friendship. In other words, they want to have fun with you. 
Do something that is fun together. You see, if you take away fun and sex out of a marriage, you have nothing but a business relationship. And so that's what, and that's what most marriages turn into over years is a, a partnership, a, a business partnership, but it's not to be. It's to be intimate. And the way you do that is that you have fun together. Uh, that helps that to continue to be that. The fourth thing that, they, that, uh, that husband need from wives is they need domestic support. In other words, ladies, we can't build a home without you. We need you. Help us. We don't know what to do. And, and you, have, you have just this great way of making a house a home. And we just need your help with that so much. And your husband needs that, your help with that. And, and he, really, he really just doesn't know. When he says, I don't know, he really doesn't know. He needs your help to give him some enlightenment. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. So what I want to share with you is a next step. Because we believe in, uh, in marriage so much here, and we want to do everything we can to help you, we're going to have a night out. It's on March the 13th at 7.30. It's going to be a Friday night. And we're going to have this couple come in that are, that are people that actually teach about marriage. But it's going to be, they actually, it's a com, uh, more comedy than anything else. We're going to come and laugh about marriage. And so if you would like more information about that, on the back of your connection card, you can just check the box and sign up, and there's a link that we'll send you that you can become a part of. And then, so we're having, two, we're going to invest because we're going to take care of your child care that night. And so that you can just have a time to come and laugh and learn and love uh, more about your relationship. Amen, everybody? All right, so let's say our four words again. Remember, because we have to keep this in mind as we go forward. So here we go. Let's say, are you ready? From this day forward. Okay, so in other words, you know, it's not about what they've done last week. It's not about what you've done 10 years ago. It's about from this day forward. That's how marriages get better when you start focusing on that. So here we go. Number two, let's steam it up a little bit. View sex as a sacred commitment between husband and wife. As a sacred commitment. Look what the Bible says, Hebrews 13 and 4. Honor marriage and guard the what? sacredness the sacredness of sexual intimacy between wife and husband God draws a line a firm line against casual and illicit sex so God's stance on on sex is very strong and it's for your good we'll talk about that just a little bit later but the word sacred simply means set apart and I want you to know that sex is a gift from God let me say this sex is a good gift from God Amen. It's not dirty. It's not bad. It is good. And, and God said it's good, right? When Adam and Eve got together, God said, that's good right there. It's real good. And I want you to know that God says it's good. Now, here's what I want to tell you. But sex is like this. You know, I don't know about you, but uh, when it's wintertime like it is now, and there's a fire going in the fireplace, man, that is so nice. And there's something about relaxing about a, a, a good fire. And there's something, I don't know if it does this to you, but it draws me into it. I mean, I got to go over there and warm my hands up by the fire. It does that. So fire in the fireplace is wonderful. It's perfect. It's great. But you let that fire get out of the fireplace, it'll burn the house down. And the same thing with our sexual relationships. Inside of marriage, it can be warm and great and loving and just, 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 uh, just do something for your relationship that nothing else can do. But you let that get outside of that marriage relationship and it'll burn your house down. Yes. Amen, everybody? Amen. I mean, you will have scars in your life that you say, oh, no. And so that's why we're talking about from this day forward because God can heal it. 
but we have to begin to make changes in our own lives. And so I would say this to you. One of the things I think we make a mistake of as parents is that we tell our children about when it comes to sex is no, no, no. We should not tell them that because all of a sudden that makes us sound like this is something evil, something bad. What we should teach them is it's not the word no, 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 but the words not now. This is a great thing. It's a great gift. Uh, it's wonderful. God put this desire inside of you. But the answer is not now. Wait, wait till your wedding night and let this be a, a beautiful gift to you. What I've understand is you may be asking the question, why should we wait until we get married? Because our culture today says that's silly. That's old. That's, that's old school. Why should we wait? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because God wants you to become soulmates before you try to become bedmates. See, the problem, that's the problem that we have. Listen, this is the problem in our culture is this, is that, ladies, listen to this. When you, when you, when a, a, a man, when you give a man your body before you give him your heart, he never knows how to get your heart. In other words, when you train him, see, see, God wants you to train him to win your heart before you give him your body. Because after you get married 30, 40 years later, if you've trained him to come to your heart first, he'll always try to get your heart first before you, he asks you for your body. But when you let him, when you, before you teach him to come, get to your heart first and you just give him your body, that's why you discuss it after, you know, after this relationship has been going on for 10 years or so. You're like, you know, he's just into my body. That's all he wants. Well, that's all you taught him he had to get. Does that make sense to you? See, God created uh, man and woman to when they were intimate that they would be heart to heart and face to face. All the other animals are not that way when they come together. It's men and women. God wants our hearts to be connected. And so that's why God says wait until marriage. Now again, don't feel guilty. You know, today is from this day forward, right? It's from this day forward that we're talking about. And so I want to challenge you to do that. I got a friend of mine at the gym. His name is Jason. And uh, we were talking this week, and he was asking me what I was going to be speaking on, and I was telling him this, and, and we were talking about that particular issue. And he said, Jeff, it's true. He said, I want you to know that uh, me and my wife have been married three years now. He said, but we lived together 12 years before that. He said, you know, everybody kept saying it's just a piece of paper, just a piece of paper. And he said, so I sort of thought that. He said, but I can tell you, when we, when we got married, everything changed. He said, even our, our, where we lived didn't change. Our finances, what we made in our job didn't change. He said, but when we got married and we made a commitment, he said, all of a sudden, our relationship went to a whole new level. He said, you know, it's hard. You can act like married people do, but you, you will never know the intimacy until you say, I do, in front of God and everybody else. When you make that commitment, why? Because when you make the commitment that I'm not going anywhere, then that person can fully give themselves to you. She's never going to give you her whole heart until you say, I do, and you make that commitment. And he's never going to give you his whole heart until you say, I do, and make that commitment. Why? Because you can leave. You're never going to give yourself totally to somebody that can walk out on you. And when you make a marital commitment, you say, no, we're here for the long haul. We're not leaving. We're not running out on each other. And it changes everything. So it takes me to those great, the great words of this great theologian. If you want it, you got to put a ring on it. <laughs> Beyonce, baby, right? That's right. You want it? Put, never mind. Okay, all right. Put a ring on it. Now, let me tell you something. Because you attend one of the most generous churches ever, 
we realize, you know, that there's a lot of people that don't get married because they can't afford a wedding. A wedding today will cost you over $10,000. I mean, it's, it's, it, how ex it's expensive. It's crazy. And so because you attend a church that, that wants to do anything to help, help people get better, we want to tell you that, it, that if that's you and you're sitting here, you know, like, in, and, and you're not married, but you want to be married, and you've been maybe uh, dating a long time, or, you, or you're living together now, and you want to get married, well, we've got an answer for you. On June 27th, write the date down, we're going to give you a wedding. We're going to buy you a wedding cake. We're going to provide you a pastor. We're going to provide you a, a, a church to be married in. We're going to provide you a reception that you can invite people to. And we're going we're gonna to make it possible where you can have the best wedding day ever if you want to be married. Amen. Isn't that awesome? We're doing that for you. You know what? We did that two years ago. We had about seven or eight couples get married on that day. We start, we start uh, weddings at like eight, about nine o'clock in the morning. They go all the way to the night. We give everybody like an hour and a half. And it's just amazing. And why would we do that? Because we believe in helping people with, with whatever needs they have, right? And so if you're like, hey, I want to get married. Well, if you want to get married on June 27th, a lot of you have the same anniversary. <laughs> So sign up on the, your connection card. Just check the box because I'm interested. I want to do that. We're going to do it for you. It's going, it, it ain't cheesy, baby. No, this is good. And if, and, if, and, and if the good Lord helps me, I'll be right there. I'll be smiling. We'll be joining hearts and hands together. It'll be great. Aren't you proud that you go to a church like that? That's right. Amen. Okay, so let's say our, our four words again together. They're coming up on the screen. Let's say it. From this day forward, from this day forward, again, that's important to remember because as we begin to talk, it just, you know, you, guilt can sit in. I don't want guilt to set in. And so number three is this, is stop devaluing your marriage with secret sin. Amen. Stop devaluing your marriage with secret sin. Listen to what the Bible, Jesus actually says this. He says, what sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to what? Sin. Sin is a problem in our world. He goes on to say, so if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better to enter eternal life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal fire with both, both of your hands and feet. And if your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better to enter eternal life with only one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fires of hell. So what, I'm, what Jesus was saying here, God is serious about the sin issue. And so he was saying, listen, that you and I have to say, what is causing me to do this? Amen. And do what, And Jesus was saying, you know, do whatever it takes to stop. That's what he was saying, do whatever it takes to stop. So I would say to you today that in this room, we got to talk about this. Because many people are cheating. And let me just, just, just be very, very straightforward with you. If right now, if you're married and you're messing around with somebody else that's not your husband and wife, stop it. Just stop it. Amen. Stop it. Amen. You're cheating. You're cheating yourself. You're cheating your spouse. You're cheating your children. You're cheating everybody. Amen. Stop it. If you today have somebody that every time they're, that, that you're married and they're in the opposite sex and every time that, that their name pops up on your phone, you get a little quiver in your liver. Every time that you see a post on your social media, you're like, oh, yeah, that feels good. Delete them. 
Delete them. Delete them. You say, why, Pastor Jeff? Let me tell you why. Because you're trying to protect your marriage. And, friend, before long, if, if when, you, when you start feeling that way, those feelings, you know, that's called an emotional affair. And all of a sudden, you begin to let the emotions take over, and you'll be physical before you know it. Amen. And it'll do damage that you don't want to do. So stop it now. Stop it now. Stop cheating physically, emotionally. Stop cheating financially. Financially. If you, if you're today, if you are, if you're charging up debt that your spouse does not know about, you're cheating financially. If you're, if you're spending money that they know, that they don't know that you're spending and you're secretly spending money, then you're cheating. And why would I say that? Because the number one reason that people get divorced today is over money. It's over money. The number one reason. So I want to challenge you today to stop it. And listen. Because we're a church that tries to do everything we can to help you. We got, a, we got something called financial peace groups that are going on right now. And today's the last day that you can sign up for one. But I would challenge you, get, in, get on the same page financially and watch how God will work in your life and stop cheating, amen? amen. Stop cheating with your eyes, with pornography. Amen. Stop cheating. You see, I just read of a study that said uh, of Christian people, people call themselves Christian. We ain't talking about the world. People call themselves Christian. 70% of men have viewed pornography in the last month and almost 20% of women in the last month have viewed pornography. They call themselves Christian. So let's just face it. There's a problem. There's a problem. And so I want to challenge you today to stop it. Let me just say, there, there is no, you say, well, you know what? Uh, you know, my wife just not treat me right now, so this is my escape. No, no, she's never going to treat you right as long as you're going out with Miss Fakey. Come on. I mean, let me tell you, you're, you're, you let somebody on a screen give you your thrills. They're faking this. They don't, you know, they don't know nothing about you. They're doing all this stuff that they've been paid to do. They've been told, somebody's writing them a script, and, and you getting your joys off of that? When God sent you somebody at home, why do you want to settle for fake when you got the real? Amen. See, it's the real that gives you the real thrill. Amen. Oh, my God. Nobody wants to move on that. I'm ch- and listen, I know it's a struggle for everybody. It's a, you know, and it's one of those things where in my life I've had to say, oh, you know, I've got to protect myself from this. So, you know, every email account I've got, there's like four of the people that have all the passcodes of that. They, they look over that. Uh, every social media account I have, there's like four people that look over that. Like my phone is, Rhonda has access to it. You know, my assistant has access to my phone. They, they, they get to check it and look at it. They use it as well. So, hey, listen, if somebody's sleeping with their phone, they got a problem. Oh, I ain't let nobody see my phone. I can't see my phone. Why not? Amen. What are you hiding? Amen. Someone, a lady told me one time her husband slept with his phone under his pillow. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Something going on on that phone. <laughs> Amen? Amen? And so today I know this is real and this is heavy, but you can't get better. You can't do better, be better until you know better. And so I want to challenge you. Put up some protection around you. You say, like, you say, Pastor, you need all that stuff. Well, today, no, but tomorrow I might. Amen. I never know. I never, I never know what might come my way to make me have a low and, and my lapse of judgment. And all of a sudden, I'm sucked in just like everybody else. So I've got to have protection around me. Amen. And I would challenge you to do it as well. 
You will never have the intimacy that you desire in your relationship as long as you're doing that junk. It will never be there. It will never be there. It's fake. People don't act that way. And don't do that stuff normally. And so I want to challenge you to do that. Now, there's some of you that may be addicted. And it's like it just draws you. It's amazing. We carry around, our kids can carry around porn in their pocket, can't they? And so can you. I want to challenge you today to put some blockers on that, get some accountability. And maybe you need to even seek out a counselor. And if you say, Pastor Jeff, I'd like to have a counselor anyways, then you just write on your card, I need a counselor. We'll get you a list of counselors that can help you. Amen, Amen, everybody. So today, if you do not know Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you. He's the one that can help you. It starts with him. Why don't you ask Christ to come into your life right now? Don't wait another moment. There's a prayer inside of our program that you can pray. I challenge you to do that. And just check it on this card that you prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. Look what Job said. Job 31 and 1 says, I made a covenant with my eyes not to look lustfully at a woman. Why don't you make a covenant? I'm only going to look at my wife. It's amazing how good looking she'll get when you quit looking at all that other junk. Ladies, it's amazing how fine your man will become when you get your eyes off everybody else. Mm-mm-mm. I know even that chicken coop will look good. <laughs> oh, you thought I was going to say beer gut. No, 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 chicken coop. <laughs> First Corinthians 16 and 18 says, flee from sexual immorality, run from it, because it's chasing you. It's in your pocket. On the screen, let's say it again. You ready? From this day forward. Number four, would you write this down? Daily dedicate your marriage to God. Psalms 127 and 1 says this. If the Lord does not build a house, the work of the builders is what? You know what I've discovered this? It's hard to cheat when you keep your marriage at Jesus' feet. It's hard to cheat when you keep your marriage at Jesus' feet. Prayer, that's why prayer is so powerful. That's, that's, why, that's why the enemy of your soul will do everything he can to keep you from praying together. Because when you begin to pray together, intimacy grows. See, so it's hard to cheat when you keep your marriage at Jesus' feet. And when you pray together, it's amazing what happens. Look, healing happens. Look what the Bible says here. And James, I love this passage. He says, confess your sins to each other and let's read what's underlined. You ready? Pray for each other so that you may be healed. You want your marriage healed? Start praying together. I know, I know that sounds weird. I know, I know what you're saying. Oh, I don't, I don't know if I can do that. If you want healing, if you want intimacy, if you really want to come together, and people give themselves to you, start praying together. It's the one thing that you can do that will change everything. I've asked uh, people on our impact team. I said, listen, why don't you choose someone to pray for? I said, but I want you to text them once a week. You know, pray for them and then just text them once a week. Let them know that I prayed for you. And one of those people that I've, I've tried to do that with is my own wife. You know, Rhonda and I pray together at night, but still, through the week, I've tried to say, listen, I just want you to know I pray with you about this. And it's amazing how that grows intimacy in our relationship when we do that with each other. And I want to encourage you to do it. See if you can finish this statement. The family that prays together. together. There you go. That's it. Transparency. Here it is. We're going to close. 
Rhonda and I was married 18 years before we ever went to saw a counselor. And the only reason that we made it to those 18 years is because we made a commitment that we would not get a divorce and we loved God. But what was discovered after that is that over 18 years, not all those, not all those years were happily married because we had built up hurt from each other, both of us. We kept hiding that hurt, denying that hurt. And let me just tell you something, it's impossible to be with somebody a long period of time and not have some hurt. But when you hide it, 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 it's, like a, it's like a wall builds up between you and your spouse and you cannot have that closeness that you desire. When that was revealed, God could heal. Once we, once we begin to own up to that and admit that we had hurts toward each other, and before we admitted it to each other, we admitted it to God. And it was amazing. Once we revealed it to God, then God could begin to heal what had happened in our lives. And there's some of you, listen, there was not only hurts in my life that Rhonda had caused, there was a hurts that I'd had earlier in my childhood that she was having to pay for because I never addressed that hurt. And the same with her. And what I'm trying to tell you today that God wants to do the healing inside of you. I'm going to ask you to stand with me now. As you stand, we're going to sing a song. I don't want you to do anything during the song. I'm not going to ask you to come forward today because every person in this room needs to address that hurt. I'm going to ask you a question. Who hurts you? How do they hurt you? Some of you have been bearing that a long time. You've been, you would not admit it that that hurt. I don't know if, it, you know, maybe it was an ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend. Maybe it was a parent. I don't know. Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe, I don't know who it was. But somebody wounded you. And you've been denying it, denying it, denying it. And you're never going to get better until you admit it. And today, as this song plays, I want you to go back there. I know you've been trying to run from it. I don't want you to run from it. I want you to go back there in your mind. And I want you to say, God, this really hurt me when that happened. And today, we're going to pray at the end of this message, and you're going to release that to God. And when you reveal that to God, the healing will begin. I believe that. We want to pray for you now. You have revealed it. Now God can heal it. And so we're believing today that He's going to begin to heal in your life what you've been hiding and that you've released it today and God's going to bring it to, he's going to bring a healing in your marriage he's going to bring a healing in your home he's going to bring a healing in your heart no matter if you're single or married today let's pray heavenly father right now in the name of your son Jesus we come God Rhonda and I stand here today as two people that have been healed by your power it doesn't matter what anybody says it says it's impossible they're a liar God, because when we were broken, oh God, you restored. And you're the God that takes the broken pieces and put them back together. And so, Father, today, as, as, as it's been revealed to you the hurts of the past, right now, oh God, from this day forward, we put it in your hands, oh God, and we trust, oh Lord, that you're going you're gonna to help guide us. Lord, they, you're going to heal some people right now instantly. And God, there's some deeper wounds that people got to seek help to get over. And you're going to guide them to the right person. And Father, I pray today 
that you would protect our marriages, oh God, that you would put a hedge around them, God, that you would put your angels around us, oh Lord, that, that they would, Lord, no evil come our way, oh God, no evil break through the barrier, oh God, to get to our hearts, that we may be men and women of God, that we, Lord, that we may set the example for our, for our for Lord, for our family and for our community, oh God, to know that there are people that love God and that honor God and that believe that purity is the way, oh God, that we don't have to do what everybody else is doing, oh God, and we don't have to go where everybody else goes, oh God, but we are holy people, we're righteous people, oh God, and we're strong in our faith and we're confident in who we are. And Lord, for our children, we put a hedge around them, oh God, we know, O oh Lord, that, that the enemy has tools, O oh God, to bring them down and to destroy them. But, Lord, we right now, we say protect them on the playground, O oh God. Lord, that no evil may come their way, O oh God. Protect them on the school bus, O oh God, when they're riding to and from school, O oh Lord. Lord, protect them in the secret place, O oh God. Lord, when they're by themselves with a computer, O oh Lord. Lord, let the thing burn up and shut down. Whatever it's got to do, O oh Lord, that they may not be violated by evil, O oh God. That they don't have to deal with that when they're adults. We pray today in the name of Jesus that God, we're going to, Lord, that as we walk with you, your Holy Spirit power is going to give us what, Lord, it's going to do in us what we cannot do for ourselves. And God, I pray that you would not let evil come our way. That every time the temptation comes our way, that God, you would raise a standard against it, oh Lord. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the first and the last. You are the great I Am. You are the overcoming God. You're the strong God. You're the mighty God. You're the everlasting God. And you make a way where there is no way, oh God, that we will not be overcome. But through Jesus Christ, we will overcome. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.